0: hello welcome everybody it's draft politics special impeachment edition yes it's EJ? i feel like every edition yeah impeachment i know it's from uh, now until right yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so ej here and steve as well uh yeah so we don't we just record a session uh, over the weekend so we don't have a lot to cover but we've got uh, obviously the impeachment news today and uh i mean we
0: had to cover we had to come back you know All of the things that have happened in three short days this week, from the releasing of the rebuttal report from the the Republicans, and then the Democratic report, 320 pages or so from the Intelligence Committee, and now today, the first day of hearings in the Judiciary Committee. And I managed to say Judiciary without sounding intoxicated, which I'm going to take as a win. Very good. We'll see how that goes (laughs) later on in the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You can only say it so many times. Um, uh, We did have a a bit of a scare earlier today uh, when there was a moment where I thought that I had a pet with the same name as Donald Trump's pet. And that put us into a frenzy of trying to find uh, the name of Donald Trump's pet. He evidently has none. He doesn't have a pet. Other than Mick Mulvaney.
1: And this is not particularly newsworthy, except that he seems to be the first president in American history to not have some kind of pet. I believe it was Calvin Coolidge I was talking about had like a pet cougar. I mean, he had like 50 animals. You know, you don't... A dog. A dog is fine. A cat.
0: <laughs> you don't even, I've never heard about a presidential
1: cat other than a cougar. You'd think they'd, you know, have... Just I, hang out in the Oval Office. I know, maybe they are security threats. would get all over the place. It would be, it'd be trouble. <laughs> Where's the litter box, you know? <laughs>
0: exactly. The Lincoln litter box. So, <laughs> so, obviously, impeachment and the impeachment process taking up the vast majority of the airspace yes, right now yes. in national politics.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely a little different hearing this time. Uh, we're in the Judiciary Committee instead of the Intelligence Committee. and Jerry with, Nadler's in charge. Jerry Nadler's in charge. Um, with the Intelligence Committee, they are very much... Um, focused on uh, fact witnesses as people who were involved in these conversations, who could see the quids being the pro quos, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and that's now we've got the judiciary committee, which is much more about trying
0: to establish the constitutional basis right. for impeachment. And so their remit is to decide whether or not we're going to, going to have articles of impeachment. So pro tip.
1: We're going to have articles. of impeachment. Yeah, I know that's, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs>
0: But that's what their job is. So they they've taken the facts in. They've got to get sort of legal and historical context, and then decide what to write, what how many articles to create, and then vote on those in committee. And if they make it out of committee, yeah. then yep, then they go to the full House. So and it's a different person. Jerry Nadler is a completely different kind of uh, sort of committee leader. So you know, uh, the overall tenor is going to be different. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a little. Uh, It's going to have a different feel. Yeah.
1: And even just like the rules of the committee work a little bit differently.
0: Like what you saw
1: today was, um, you know, as had happened in the uh, in the in the uh, Intelligence Committee hearings, the Republicans are raising points of order, wanting to get things heard. And in the Intelligence Committee, all that stuff was basically just tabled and they were done. Whereas in the Judiciary Committee, they were having votes on everything. So they had a lot of roll calls or the counter buddy off it was made the whole thing extra yeah. tedious
0: <laughs> and you wonder what the point of all that is I mean well, other than being annoying does it show anything does it ultimately
1: do- they're trying to show that the process is being somehow rigged uh, that it's a po- a biased and very political operation that you know we're not following the rules why aren't they following the rules we had this point of order and they shot it down and that's because they're biased and You know, it all plays into that. Um, Fundamentally, when you get into the facts of what's going on, it doesn't really work to their advantage. So they don't want to go there.
0: Um, No. And maybe just making people not want to watch things. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And get their own. You know, and again, we've talked about this before. (laughs)
1: Stop watching. You'll get this on Fox News later. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I mean, I think that's part of it.
0: Yeah, could be. you, You want people to just... They just want people to watch the highlights, the yeah. highlights of them yelling and complaining and banging shoes and whatnot. Yeah. The, um, the
1: Jim Jordan special, if you will.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah.
1: So um, the hearing uh, today had four witnesses, one of whom was a Republican witness, the or, you know, nominated by the Republicans. He isn't himself necessarily a Republican. Uh, and three uh, witnesses who were uh, put forth by the Democrats. Uh So Jonathan Turley of the Republicans, and then... uh, Who is a professor
0: at George Washington University. Yes. Uh, And then you had... And I think all of these people are professors. They're they're constitutional scholars. I mean, today was all about... Yeah. I mean, really, if you want to talk about dry hearings, you'd think that the constitutional scholars would be the driest. Pretty much, yes.
1: Yeah. So then on the Democratic side, you had uh, uh, Pamela Carlin, uh, Noah Feldman, and Michael Gerhardt. So, yeah. And I think overall, like the what the Democrats witnesses seem to lay out was a very clear case for impeachment. Um, I think the most notable thing was they made an emphasis on when Trump asked for Zelensky to do the investigation or announce the investigation, any of that, that was already like impeachable at that moment because it's about international involvement in our in, in our, our politics own. and that's yeah. not okay whether there's a quid pro quo or not that just adds yeah, exactly. to the, the, turkey. the
0: The sort of bribery aspect or extortion aspect whichever word you choose to use yeah. is almost superfluous right right so you could have just said do me a favor
1: all oh, right he did that's oh. right yeah but that but I but yeah. it's weird I, I didn't think he ever did any quid pro quo in the transcripts uh, huh, strange so it,
0: it, yeah. it, it is interesting to hear them kind of start with the preface that a quid pro quo wasn't necessary yeah the the request was all that was necessary yeah didn't need any follow through you didn't any need and I think that's maybe the difference between the impeachable bit and what's actually a crime right right and uh, you know th- coming at it from that angle is a really smart thing for Democrats to do. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I guess for the scholars, fi- the Democrats finding the scholars <laughs> who have that opinion. Right, right, right. Which is an interesting thing. Well, I,
1: yeah. And I think it's, it's noteworthy that um, Turley, who is the one speaking for basically for the Republicans, his position wasn't that Trump didn't do anything wrong. His position was simply that it did not rise to the level of impeachment. And, and that the process is moving too quickly. Well, yeah, it was two points, basically. One, that the process is moving too quickly. And two, that a quid pro quo is necessary for it to be an impeachable offense, and that he does not see a quid pro quo having happened. Now, it's not the evidence I've seen. The evidence I've seen seems pretty clear about a quid pro quo. Um, he did seem to allude to the fact that you know there are You talked about that, you know, there are other witnesses who haven't been called and and other evidence has been heard. And yeah, but we've got enough now that it really outlines that and and most of the other stuff we'd be happy to hear, but it's being blocked by the president. So.
0: Exactly. And we know that there aren't witnesses that have been heard or we know there are witnesses who haven't been heard and we're going to enumerate those in this other article of impeachment. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, but it is really interesting, you know, this sort of embracing of the fact that the facts are are what they are, and we're gonna we're gonna have to. It's gonna come down to do people think that asking somebody for help in an election is the thing? Yeah. Um, and the argument, I guess, that says it doesn't. It, there was no, there were no investigations announced, and they got the money, so it doesn't matter. Now, one might argue that the fact that it's been kept in the news for so long actually has had the same impact as the announcement of those investigations would have had. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. So it still means that every single time that somebody talks about impeachment, they talk about or allude to Joe Biden and malfeasance. Yeah. The fact that it, it... is from all you know from all accounts baseless is irrelevant
1: well no 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 you know what actually it's not even just baseless though they it, it's actually the exact opposite of what they've tried to outline because they're suggesting that right. biden was acting yeah. corruptly to to derail an investigation right when in well. fact he was actually getting rid of a corrupt prosecutor to encourage the investigation. Right. So it's exactly the opposite of what they suggest, not that they just haven't proven it one way or the other.
0: Yeah. No, that's really, that is really a good point. Um, (sighs) Yeah. So, So, (laughs) I mean, more of this good stuff to come. And I, I, you know, I think, you know, you kind of take that, you, you also look at the report that came out this week. Um, one of the... Uh,
1: Which I assume you have read cover to cover. Oh, cover to cover, cover And cover. you will recite, re- recite it back to us now. Absolutely. Uh,
0: <laughs> the thing, you know, the thing that people kind of, you know, locked onto that was new were all these phone records that, that we've got now, right? So the Democrats released all this evidence around calls between, you know, Giuliani and the Office of Management and Budget, Giuliani and the White House that yes. all seem very... Why? coordinated Why
1: would the president's personal attorney need be talking to the office of management and budget about ukraine that's, if there was no quid, quid pro quo yeah, involved it's, i mean like I, it would was probably be a wrong number about?
0: it was probably a butt dial oh you know that it was actually, a Giuliani butt dial. to be fair he would do that never <laughs> that's mind that's the most <laughs> that's probably their best <laughs> that's defense. actually plausible okay so republicans if you're listening to this rate us on itunes and give me a shout out <laughs> when you're like no Giuliani butt dial that was it yeah. that's all that happened yeah. now how can we explain the Devin Nunez's calls, though? Which is also the other amazing thing. Devin Nunez calling Lev Parnas. We've got the phone records. Like, I, that blows me away. And he's there in the intelligence committee like, oh, yeah, this is all terrible. Like, yeah. Like, typically, in a, in a criminal proceeding,
1: the jurors are not allowed to be the criminals. I'm I'm told. I mean I've never really been I've never been on a jury, but that's kind of the impression I've gotten. Yeah, like could that you would get be called
0: for jury duty in your own trial? I'm pretty sure
1: you can't. I think that's a rule. I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked into it, you know. There may be some biases yeah. I'm not familiar with uh, here, but
0: but it, it what's really interesting it now makes Devin Nuñez both look like a super asshole, as he is. Well, um, it's really tough any more get, so yeah, than I before. <laughs> I don't know that matters, uh, but, you know. But also a fact witness, so he should be subpoenaed yes. now to come and testify. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Well,
1: and I love the notion that he'd be co- called to testify before the Intelligence Committee, which he's on, so he can't really not ah, show up for yeah, his own... exactly.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Really um, enjoying that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and I think, like, um during the hearing today jim jordan effectively laid out what the republican case is you know where he said here are four things and it was it, it was hilariously he's like these are four facts and they're never going to change like okay son let's, yeah exactly let's, let's go through these so uh he's saying that the transcript doesn't show a quid pro quo which it kind of does but we know for a fact that there was a conversation of Sondland with Ukraine to outline what the quid pro quo was before that conversation happened. Yes. Also the transcript is not the only piece of evidence about all of what's going on. So who cares? And
0: and he does very clearly in the transcript. Yeah. I I thought we were going to stop calling it a transcript. Yeah. Well, Um, right. The best Just imagine the quotation marks every time we say transcript, but he says, I need a favor. Yeah.
1: You know, and that is part of just the, 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 the little nefarious element of it is that they just keep talking about the, the transcript, the transcript, the transcript. Whether it is or not, right. that's how we end up referring to it, just because that's the language that's getting used. Yeah. So, um, Marketing genius. Right. Point number two, Trump and Zelensky both say there was no pressure for a quid, or any kind of quid pro quo. Well, duh. Yeah. Trump, of course, isn't going to say that. And Zelensky is not going to throw the president of the United States who controls the money and the weapons and all that right. under the bus. Because it's the president's already shown no that will he's willing
0: that. to hold withhold yeah. that money.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, that, no good would come with that for them. Although um,
0: I, I will say this about Zelensky, just sort of tangentially to this. This week he did kind of come out and he said, like, hey, Donnie, stop calling us corrupt.
1: Right. You know what would be awesome is if Zelensky's just like, to hell with it. He's like, I want to testify.
0: <laughs> and just showed up oh, to the man, Judiciary
1: Committee and is like, so— Here's what happened.
0: Yeah. It, 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 not only would that be fun and interesting, but you could kind of wonder, like, you could see, like, there were times in the interviews where he was talking to his translator. And I wonder if we heard what they were actually saying. It's right. Like, how do I say he was holding a gun to my head right. in a nice way? <laughs> you know, that was the question in Ukrainian. he got back. Uh, no pressure. Like, right, okay. right. 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 Exactly. Was, it was away from my head. So there was no physical pressure right to my oh, temple oh, yes yes <laughs> that was yes. the <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> you know i think i feel like he might even be willing to do that except for the fact that like there's he would have if he knew that him testifying would get trump out of office i almost feel like he'd do it except for the fact that then he gets pence in office which probably isn't any, any better for him but no no um no. And so point then, three, point right? Point three, yes. Uh, the Ukrainians did not know that the aid was being withheld before the call. We now know that they did. Yes. Um, they found out in July. Uh, the call was at the end of July. Also, the call is still not that relevant to all of this. Um, the And then finally, the Ukrainians never committed to announcing an investigation. We know for a fact that uh, Zelensky had set up an interview with CNN. Yep. Uh, and that he canceled it after all of this fell apart. We also know that um, the call, so there was, uh, I, I didn't see where this, I don't remember where I read this, but um, somebody went back and looked at the timeline of all these calls and all these interactions. Yeah. And Sondland had talked during his testimony about having this conversation with Trump where he said there was no quid pro quo, he just wanted Zelensky to do the right nothing, thing.
0: Nothing. I want nothing. And from he
1: thought, he said he thought it was on September 9th. But the timeline suggests that it was actually on September 7th, and that it, the call it was in response to was a, an attempt to say, hey, Trump, can we just get past this if his deputy, the, the prosecutor or whatever, is the one who announces it rather than Zelensky himself. And so when Trump is saying, just do the right thing, he means Zelensky say it rather than his prosecutor. It, that's the implication here. So like, there's, there's all kinds of layers to why that. So, If Republicans had any kind of defense of this, would they be baking it down to four clearly, provably wrong things? No. No.
0: No. And, you know, I think the other thing to add into that CNN interview is that the statement he was going to come out with was one that was written by the Americans. Yeah. Giuliani, Sondland. Right. You know, presumably... Pasquale or whatever, yep. the, the campaign manager, right? Yep. Like, I mean, this is and, and not w- Trump, yeah. because and once it wasn't again, in Sharpie.
1: they never talked about corruption. They no. never seemed to care about an investigation actually getting launched. They only cared about announcing the investigation because there's a political advantage to that happening.
0: I have a very serious question. Okay. Who's worse? Jim Jordan, Devin Nunez, oh, Jesus. I, I don't know. Or I, I, Johnny so, Vape boy in, okay, uh, so, in California. Okay, so... California. So let me think this through. I think. Um, or Duncan Hunter. Well, let's so, go Duncan Hunter, Jim Jordan, or Devin Nunez?
1: Yeah, Duncan Hunter. Like, he's kind of old news at this point. Like, you know.
0: I mean, he, he just pled guilty to a uh, felony. Yeah,
1: but he committed those crimes a while back, you know? That's let's true. Lo- Let's look forward and not back. Uh, <laughs> Jim Jordan is is clearly an asshole. Uh, he's got all of this stuff that's gone on with the wrestlers and all that sort of stuff. So he's a bad guy. Uh, Devin Nunes is just kind of, like but Jim Jordan I feel like is actually effective at what he's doing in a way that Nunes is not. Like Nunes is a is both a criminal and a, just a tool. Like he's yeah. just not <laughs> not good at it. So, no, no, he's very bad at it. So I feel like <laughs> so I feel like Nunes is kind of worse. <laughs> he's like I feel like I like if I had them lined up and had ended to choose who I was going to punch in the face, it would be Nunes. So <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Not yeah. that I encourage these things if one gets them lined up in a room somehow.
0: <laughs> you happen to get them lined <laughs> up. You, 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 you hear couldn't from see me. Duncan Hunter. The, but, s- the vape smoke would be thick. if too it happens,
1: thick. please let us know on iTunes. So there <laughs> yes. you
0: go. I mean, uh, it. I don't know why I am still surprised by the just extreme buffoonery from those guys. Well, I, I,
1: I think a lot of it comes down to there's no consequence for being a buffoon. Like, they can lie as much as they want. That's okay. Nobody's going to call them on it. Um, so, you know, and they're all, all of what they're doing is getting, you know, talking points and clips set aside for Fox News and the various other right-wing media outlets, and they're only appealing to that audience. And so as long as that holds true, that those people are in that bubble... You know, there's no cost to doing it. They don't have Walter Cronkite ready to rake them over the coals.
0: And I, how do we get people in their districts? You know, we know people are going to run against them. Uh, there's an interesting candidate who's like a farmer, you know, former Republican farmer who's running against Jim Jordan. Maybe Jim Jordan will actually get sued. I, you know, I, I, Is he a former Republican or a former farmer? Maybe both. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you can't be a farmer because, you know, small farmers lose all the money to people like Devin Nunez, right. who has a fake farm right. that collects all those. Which he used to, uses
1: for suing cows. Or suing cows. So, suing cows. Yeah, so. Uh, cows. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I guess more to come. Right. I mean, the more thing of come. it is, is like, I think what I always find frustrating about this is like, I feel like. I know how this is all going to play out already. So it's like I'm watching it happen and like it's like your team is down by like four touchdowns in the game and you like and they're not very good and you're like I know that they're going to lose this game, but I kind of just maybe maybe they'll somehow and you know deep down there it's all going to play
0: out how it's going to play out but you're kind of hoping that it'll play out the right way. So you at least right. get a good draft pick because it's the long game. Right. Right. Like, right. Yes. Because that's really what this is. This is, you know, uh, and we've that's talked actually, about this that's before. actually
1: almost exactly what this is. Cause yeah. that, you know, we got the primary. That's what, that's our draft pick. Like, yeah. you know, a-
0: we've, we, we've talked about this before. The cynical view is, you know, this is all playing out where Democrats are doing this just to hurt Trump. And hopefully he won't get reelected in 2020. The, the you know, sort of maybe more naive view is that this is actually their job and they should be doing that. Yeah. Um, because this is actually their job and they should be doing that. Right, for
1: sure. Um, one of the concerns I have is that seeing the testimony from Turley today is that he actually makes this sound more reasonable. He doesn't see. he's not like Jim Jordan with his shirt sleeves rolled up ranting about whatever. He's like, I'm a I am a professional academic who researches this stuff, who knows a lot of history, and I've come to a conclusion that is the opposite of what these other three people said. And so it 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 adds a an air of credibility and an, and just a hint of doubt to everything yeah. that is a lot harder for Republicans to do on their own. And Fair. so yeah. I do wonder if that might be an aspect of this that backfires. But to the point, we already know how this is going to play out, so I don't know that it, <laughs> it actually matters one way or the other. Yep. Like, I don't think you're seeing Republican going, well, you know, that lawyer who was sitting in, in that testimony, he sold me. Clearly, Trump is innocent.
0: Yeah. So I, I, And maybe to, to kind of wrap that up, I, I'm going to say something that I'm sure has never been said before. <laughs> I received a text today that said, I have a... Constitutional Law Crush on Noah Feldman. <laughs> I got that text from my wife today. I'm sure the words Constitutional Law Crush had never been put together before <laughs> in any context. I don't know.
1: You know, Lawrence Lessig. You know, I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, we live in interesting times, everybody.
0: No, we do. We do. And I'm sure... You know I guess I'm going to school for constitutional law so (laughs) you know there's got to be a lot more interesting stuff that comes out assuming that's all interesting uh, or maybe from the same pattern right um, I I would expect you know so I think in the next 10 days we're going to see more witnesses in front of intelligence interspersed with the folks in judiciary um and I think we get articles of impeachment in committee vote. I'm going to go Jan 10, January 10th. Okay. It's my over under. I'm going to take the under. When is the Iowa caucus 78 days away.
1: Yeah, this is, is going to get interesting Is like how does that time out with the Senate and all that going on, but it's a uh, great segue. Yes. Well, we're not we're not to the circus yet. We still got other stuff to talk about. Still a great. We'll get segue. to the circus. Yeah, it'd be a great segue if that's what we're it going to do next. It would have been next. a great segue. If somehow I've been talking about NATO, it would have been an even better segue.
0: So, what about NATO? What about what about NATO? <laughs> our favorite, uh, our our favorite multilateral alliance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so our our good buddy, uh, our, our president, the Don, was there in London for some NATO meetings this week. Uh, that I guess we're supposed to take four days. He was there what like 48 hours and he came Something home. Like that, yeah.
1: You know, and you know, it's always going to be good when Trump goes to an overseas visit to hang out with a bunch of European leaders. Like that's always like a recipe for, for I, you
0: <laughs> for know, you know, good it's going to be a mixed bag with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, you got the Boris Johnson. He's going to have fun with, with Boris. Right. You know, Erdogan, he's in NATO somehow, but he, he can show up. He can hang out with them. There you go. They can talk, you know, and that's uh, yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, no. Yeah, President of Macron, Hungary. You know, Macron.
1: Yeah. Uh, everybody Merkel, else hates oh, him. my God. You know, no, it, no. It's not going to work
0: out. Honestly, after the last NATO meetings, I was happy to see Merkel looking fit. <laughs> that was. That's really what I was... Happy to see Merkel looking okay. Yeah, yeah. We know she's not been feeling well, so.
1: Yeah. Well, and the big thing this time, apparently, uh, Justin Trudeau was caught on a on a hot mic. Basically, somebody was recording him from across the room, is what it what it looked like. Yeah. But uh, making fun of Trump, and it was like basically making fun of his really long press conference, like forty minute press conference, which is apparently quite obscene for for that kind of thing. But you know, Trump likes a microphone, so
0: well, he does. And then of course he came back and said, like, you know. Justin Trudeau Trudeau, Trudeau, is two-faced and all these things. I'm like, no, I don't think he's two-faced. He's never liked you. I think he's right. always making right. fun of you. Just because this is the first time you've realized it doesn't mean it's the first time that it's happened. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you look at every interaction that he's had with European leaders, their body language and the way they act around him, they're always making fun of him.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm wondering... Uh, the new NAFTA deal, which may or may not get through the House and all of that, but um, I, I I have a feeling that if that came up for Trump to sign, right at this point, he'd be like, screw that guy."
0: Yeah, it helps. We, helps we it might, too much. We might drop bombs on him. We don't. Who yeah, knows? I, <laughs> he's, he's blame pissed enough. Canada. So right, uh, Macron though, man, he was uh, he I, he did a little judo, I think, on yeah, yeah, on yeah the yeah. president. Right, he's got. I think Macron is. A, 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 of that group has Trump
1: figured out the most. So it sounds like what he did was, basically he he complained about NATO suffering a brain drain because of Trump and was basically bashing on NATO, which made Trump have to be like, but we're making NATO great again or whatever, and so ends up actually defending NATO.
0: And, uh, do you think he realized he was defending NATO? Of course not. I mean, I, I, uh, <laughs> of course not. I mean, absolutely nothing has changed. It's you all know, about all his, his ego. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he'll claim it as a win. Yeah. Next year, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how. And they did get some things passed. You know, so there was some you know, some agreements passed about protecting Poland and the and the Baltic states against Russia. That's great. And Trump bailed out. So. Um, about as good as you can expect, really. About as good as you Trump can expect. So, yeah. uh, and and Sadiq Khan, who is the the mayor of London, who you know Donald Trump has uh, quite publicly called out on several occasions. You know, came out and said, like, you know, what we need from the leader of the free world is multilateralism, and we get scared when he says America first all the time. So for him to actually say something positive about other people is a good thing. Yeah. Which is, like, the most ringing endorsement anybody could give. Oh, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And I was, I, I was uh, talking to a, a colleague of mine from Norway today, and I, I had asked him, like, so, do you know anybody in Norway who's like, you know, that Trump guy is doing a pretty good job? And he's like, no, there's not n- nobody. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not the, a person. Not a thing. <laughs> no. It's not like, oh, some of them think, like, no. You know, and I, I think that's kind of what we think from the international community. But
1: well, and it's like it's important to recognize like where our pol- our politics aligns with the rest of the world, right? Because it's right. like if you look at our system, the Democratic Party would basically be the conservative party. Oh yeah, ...in almost anywhere in Europe, and there is no version of what is the more liberal party there. So right. So taking that political spectrum, like. Trump being at the far extreme of our party is like some fringe I mean it's gonna be like a fringe Nazi candidate or something like that I mean it's <laughs> like like so far out there that nobody really treats them as a real thing
0: I mean that's well so it's a little too soon for some of that actually well, yeah yeah, but yes, I think you're right, and i I, I think there are a lot of people who just kind of look at it and are confused how this can exist right now,
1: oh yeah, for sure, so. So that's uh, that particular circus. let talk about the Democrats. Do you want to circus? talk about the other circus?
0: Yes, I really do. Election Circus 2020.
1: So Circus 2020, we've oh, got uh, a lot of people leaving the race slimmed now, which down is... down the field. <laughs> thankfully. Uh, though the big name uh, this week, obviously, Joe Sestak. I can't believe that he's out. I can't believe. Wait, you know, you know why I can't believe he was out? Because I didn't
0: realize he was in. I. Wait, who is Joe Sestak again? No, 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 no. He's, <laughs> is he out? Yeah, no. I think his his campaign <laughs> is in, is in exactly the same place as it's always been. It's right, much it. It's all a formality. It's all uh, a formality. Yes, yeah,
1: and Steve Bullock, who actually managed to get on the stage, uh,
0: is is now off the stage, obviously. Uh, and I thought Steve Bullock had some good things to say. I'd said it before, you know, I, we need people who have been in the political landscape in places where progressives have not had a voice seemingly yeah. heard.
1: Uh, he was definitely the one most willing to nuke things, so that's, uh, that's I'll, good I'll for also him. Sure you know? i uh, okay, in fairness, I'm looking
0: for that as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but then that uh, gets us to the big one, of course, Kamala Harris.
0: Um I mean, so, uh, everything in the last few weeks has been implosion in her campaign.
1: Yeah, well, and I think it, fundamentally it's like she wasn't getting the money that she needed to really establish her campaign. She wasn't having any big breakthroughs in, in the debates, um, you know, beyond the, the, the one good line she landed on, on, uh, on Biden in the first debates. I, I um, mean... So, but, you know, one of, the, one of the things I was hearing about why she dropped out now was had a lot to do with the timing of the California primary. She, yeah. If she drops out now, she doesn't go on the ballot. And therefore, when the primary rolls through town, she's not going to get blown
0: out on a California ballot. Because that would just look
1: bad for her if she finished fourth in California.
0: Um, yeah, but maybe, maybe it was because she didn't want to muddy the waters in California. Maybe. Like, I, I just I do want to point something out like she wasn't getting the money she needed she raised 25 million dollars That's right. It's not much money. I mean just, that's the thing
1: that's the thing it's writing about it, is like the, it the is amount of money you have to actually write. I mean like I don't know what the totals are but I mean you're looking at you know m- most of the campaigns were, were raising the good ones were raising you know 20 million in a month
0: so, so, uh, you know, she did have. I remember when she had her announcement. I was like, "Did you see that?" It was like twenty thousand people in Oakland. Yeah. It was amazing. She came out really well. She again, she had that great moment in that first debate. Yeah, kind of fizzled in the, you know, honestly, media got you know focused on other people. You know, yeah, other people and got I really, popular.
1: I really liked. I like. I wanted her to succeed. I. I liked a lot about her um, and then she started coming out with some of her policy stuff and it was like eh, and I just couldn't get into it and I, some of it like, was weirdly complicated and and you know it's funny though is like I compare her to Buttigieg and I feel like policy wise they were hitting similar notes Yeah, I feel like she has more uh, his credibility his clearer, as a national candidate um, you know, just, you know, she's, you know, she's got more of a track record, et cetera, than, than he does. And so it is noteworthy that she really struggled to catch on at all. Whereas Buttigieg seems to be on the upswing now.
0: Yeah. I, I think her campaign was, well, I think we've said this before about Pete's campaign far better run messaging, much crisper. She was kind of all over the place sometimes. In terms of the, the broader messaging, but I think you're right that the the policies are essentially the same. Yeah, you know she's running in that same I'm not Joe Biden moderate lane. Yeah, um, it makes me it makes me sad that right now the December debate is white guy, white guy, white woman, white billionaire white guy white woman. I like the
1: notion that billionaire is its own gender in this conversation <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no it's it's he can pay either way yeah yeah um, so I,
0: I it, it yeah it's it,
1: uh, it is a little frustrating that the Democratic Party nominally being the more representative party of you know a broader coalition of race and gender and all that that that's it's all white yeah. people
0: like you know and, and I mean, now we can only hope that Andrew Yang makes the debate stage right, I guess
1: maybe we will use some whipped cream while he's doing it I do think he's okay do so that? folks, this came out like today, and it's just I have to, I have, to I have to talk about it because it's so absurd, so there's video now of Andrew Yang opening up a uh, campaign office, and for reasons I do not know there's a, a clip of him with a volunteer on the ground on his knees getting a mouthful of whipped cream and this is not a metaphor a can of whipped cream from Yang, and he goes to put it in the guy's mouth and there's a there's a campaign worker there like one of his staffers who's clearly trying to dissuade him from doing this because he knows this is going to go viral and it isn't going to be good for him and then he goes on to start to the next guy and it's like the guy's like, "Can we? Can we not? <laughs> can we? Can
0: we not do this?" Yeah, it reminds. And, me, It's like every candidate in Iowa. There we go.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I. I do kind of respect the fact that he's like, "I'm just going to do this because we're having fun and you know don't make a big deal about it." But yeah, it's that's not a good look. It's no, I mean, just, it just makes you look a little clownish, and we've had enough of clownish presidents. I yeah, think, to, yeah. I think for we last have a that, lifetime.
0: That that shoulder tap by the guy is like. I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't know about this, Andy. He's like, come on, man. It's the Andrew Yang gang. Right. Bring this thing in with a bang. Yeah. Not great. you know,
1: we'll get through the Andrew uh, Andrew Yang uh, media blackout, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) So so good on you. (laughs) Nice. Can we talk about Hopwell Brewery? We can. Our hope is Hopewell. Hopewell. Hopwell? Hopewell. H-O-P-E. Hopewell. We hope for hops.
0: I I do hope for hops. I don't I know. I do hope for hops. Hope, I don't know. hope breweries.
1: I hope for well, I hope for some.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. So we're on Milwaukee. Milwaukee which is home to Milwaukee Ave, home to many good breweries. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, this uh we ended up here. Uh EJ's like,
1: "Where haven't we been?" <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> it was it. like kind of ran through a couple like, "No, we've been there. We've been, been there. there and we have not been here yet." It's uh we're in uh, Logan Square and uh uh it's a nice nice
0: space. It's it's a little quiet tonight. Yeah. No, it's a Wednesday night. We're
1: that's a little little quiet, but yeah. uh, we
0: we can pipe in uh, we can pipe in background. We, yeah, we, we'll just take if the it the seems noise louder. From the, in The recording
1: it's probably because yeah. I add a
0: little bit. But. Maybe we take the noise from the uh, hearings. You know the breaks they take on the hearings. Right, just right. it's just chatting behind I just maybe have a endless mic. loop
1: of of Jim Jordan ranting in the background to add some flavor. <laughs> Oh, wait, we want people to listen. Yeah. Never mind. So uh, if you don't rate us on iTunes, I'm going to add an endless Jim Jordan. To the we background. will find you and make you listen to Jim Jordan.
0: <laughs> so uh, something happened here that's never happened to me before. Uh, I walked up and I ordered, you're not going to believe this, an IPA, the ride Whoa. or die. Yeah, I know. Whoa. IBUs. It, and it, I, I got it back to the table. Um, really, really good. I, I thought it was good. I had a few sips. I was like, yeah, this is nice. Got set up. The bartender came over and said, "I'm going to take those away and give you these two new fresh ones because I think that the the keg that those came from had gotten oxidized." I was both very impressed, like I was like, "Hey, that's that's really that's, that's really great." And then I thought, "Shame on myself for not tasting that." I right. <laughs> I, 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 if anybody's and, a beer aficionado, <laughs> and as far as we know, the guy was not a Russian agent,
1: and your glass is not radioactive,
0: but yeah, it, it, maybe he's, he's taking it for prints Yes, I, I, I uh, they were both great. <laughs> the ride or die, which is also their Wi-Fi password. So maybe that's
1: the new thing. Instead of barrel age they have the oxidized version.
0: You know, I don't know, but it was, it was a really tasty IPA. Pretty light, good, little bit of citrus, but yeah, really nice. Really good. nice. Yeah, and I had the uh, what
1: was it? The uh, you filthy animal, which is a great name. Which I, is a, a.
0: I assume that's a that's a reference. I assume it is. Home I alone. Don't. Oh yeah, there you go. Home alone. Is it a Christmas ale? I thought it was like a Christmas it, it, time yes, sour. It is a Christmas yeah, sour. So. Christmas Sour, so, so definitely Home yes. Alone so reference. Yes, so Home Alone
1: reference now makes sense. Good, I like it. Uh, it was very good, uh, and then moved on to the Alley which is a uh, dunkel, and it is, it is a lovely example. And apparently, like, they're about to take this out of, out of cycle because we're at the end of dunkel season.
0: So. I, I guess, so they all get oxidized. Right, because we don't <laughs> want to get oxidized, so. Very December important. 10th, they all get yeah. oxidized. That's right. It is known. <laughs> it is known. I, you know, every time we go to a place that I've never been, and, you know, it's got a different feel, something different about it. I. I am just, I'm constantly amazed at how great the variety and diversity of the beer scene is in For Chicago. Sure. Um, I, even if somebody calls us and says, stop talking about the politics, but just go to different breweries and talk about the ways that they... They're delivering the product and setting the scene. I'm, I'm happy to do that because yeah. this place is, like, big. It's open. It's airy. It's clean. Sort of Scandinavian lines, like, light wood. Well, and it's like interesting because, like, looking on the website,
1: this looks like a smaller space than it is. Like, it looked like it was a pretty tiny space. But then when I, I'm here, it's like, oh, it's actually, like, a decent-sized tapper. I mean, it's not like, you know, not like Revolution and some of those
0: no, larger but, ones we've been to. But, um, but
1: it's a good-sized space.
0: Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I, I would definitely come back here. I would have an event here. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's sure. good size for an event. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So uh, I think that wraps us up that's on... That's the beer. That's the impeachments. That's the election imp- circuses. Election I thi- circuses, circuses
0: election. Circai. I, uh, I think our goal should be finding a brewery that has some kind of impeachment-themed beer. Interesting.
1: If if anybody we'll to, knows of one, yeah. tweet
0: at us, Facebook we'll have to look uh, iTunes, that. we gotta find it in PC. I can think of, of a
1: political themed bar, but but not nothing specifically like you you know the bar, it's like I think it's like the uptown pub that has like all the paintings of like yeah, 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 famous yeah. politicians in compromising positions and all that. So <laughs> there's the naked Sarah Palin, there's uh that, I can't that the New York Sarah Palin Attorney General with the, with like getting into bed with his socks on. It's it's all it's all over so, kinds of things but anyhow, brian spitzer but uh, yes right yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah all right and on that on that bombshell <laughs> uh, we will tech you next time we we are going to do a you know we are going to have a chicago uh one this week it'll be pretty short it'll be fun but um, it'll it be, be quite entertaining uh, yeah, and, and, and drinking related tune in to find so out why we'll talk to you next time right. on the impeachment show here at giraffe politics take, take care. care everybody
1: Hey, everybody, we're just like a Marvel superhero movie. We got bonus content at the end of the credits or the beer can opening. Anyhow, a friend of EJ's was at the bar and he asked us about why we think or when we think uh, U.S. politics got the way it is now. And so we
0: caught part of that conversation on tape. Figured I'd share it with you. Enjoy. I think it continued. So I, I do think it started there with Clinton um, but it certainly continued and and took another turn with Barack Obama when when he was elected and you know not only was that i i think there were a lot of people who felt very threatened by a a black president are we still recording and <laughs> um and still feel threatened, uh, still feel threatened, and that's I, I think the the sort of nationalists, the the overalism, the overlap between nationalism and populism, is the fear of the other, yeah, yeah. and when oh, you yeah. can suddenly point to you know, yeah. and, and and you also had, yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and then you've got all the the global economic shifts that have happened, and the overall increase in the wealth gap in the United States. I mean, it's like all of it is just sort of feeding in on itself.
0: Yeah. And, Um,
1: and there's also even just like a, a cyclical, like if you look at our history, like about every 50 years, everything kind of hits the fan. It's like, you know, there's that sort of like the generation that went through a a wave of political violence sort of fades off. And a generation that doesn't remember that is like, well, let's get into it. And doesn't realize the downsides of it.
0: Let's not, and let's not downplay the, the role that, Like Sarah Palin played in all this, because here was somebody who is either not very intelligent or willing to just be stupid for the sake of being stupid. Maybe both, and and maybe both. (laughs) Um, Turn into a (laughs) skid. Who was foisted upon? So you've got John McCain, who was a moderate, you know a compromise. Somebody I could have voted for. Like, I could have been convinced to vote for John McCain, and then Sarah Palin is his running mate, who was brought along for yeah, oh yeah, no, absolutely. just and the rhetoric that she started and and got sort of into the mainstream because she was the vice presidential candidate, like that has continued, like that level of idiocy. Um, I saw somebody say, like, she set the bar almost on the floor, and Donald Trump oozed under it. I mean, it's just so... I think that the abandonment of truth and some level of intellectualism in favor of simple, oftentimes misleading or false statements... Is, I mean it, 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 it's, it's a problem we have here it's a problem we have in lots of countries where they're doing worse right it, I mean it's the same problem with national nationalist populism in Italy and Greece um,
1: yeah I mean it's it, there's a certain just fundamental human nature to all of that
0: so anyhow <laughs> sigh yeah echo chamber oh yeah yeah
1: F- ma- fragmentation of media and all that yeah because because now if I have a crazy idea yeah now if I have a crazy idea I find I can find 10 other people who on the internet have the same crazy idea and I think everybody has my crazy idea and like okay yeah. thus thus the end gang but anyhow We'll get to that. Good segue.
0: (laughs) Just spraying those segues all over the place. That's right. Shall we? Yeah.